also known as Russ and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. That's exactly what I titled it. <laughs> it is? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. So there you guys go. know, we did not talk about this ahead of time. And Russ got on just with a smile on his face, which normally, if like <laughs> that story, it didn't have two of the elements that were in it, Russ would be very irritated. Back to the Slowdown Podcast. We've got the full crew today. Ryan's with me and Russ is with me. Russ, I understand that you had a very interesting day today. I just want to just give you the floor, man, and just let you share. Well, man, I appreciate that. It's very kind of you to hand the microphone to me. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I would say that today has been interesting to say the least. So we all have those days where things are going well you're on top of things you uh you've gone through your calendar you have marked things off you have put things on the calendar that need to happen for upcoming events you've even had a conversation with your spouse today about the things that need to be on the calendar for this week and the upcoming weeks Mm. so i'm like really feeling organized make a quick phone call to ryan our producer on here just asking him a question about something i'm working on and he's like, yeah, man, see you in about 15 minutes on our podcast recording. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and all of my just feeling great about all these things in place come crashing down in a moment's notice. Your tower of organization really righteousness comes just, crashing down. Just crashing down. <laughs> <laughs> like the Pharisee that refuses to admit his faults. Mm. And uh, yeah, all that went crashing down. So I'm like, all right, I've got 15 minutes to get across town to the office where I record from. And wouldn't you know that it would just be that sunny day in Southwest Florida, a place that we call season where everyone comes down here to escape somewhere else for a momentary time in the calendar of that year that I would pull out of the coffee shop to realize that I have no gas in my Jeep. Mm, perfect the gas lights on i'm like okay i got this so i'm you got 20 miles at least got 20 miles and then i realized no it's uh apparently it's been on i don't have 20 miles i just somehow failed to notice this before so i turn on the 41 which is very busy enter like just a highway where i live dude i turn on this street man and there sits the gas station where i'm gonna grab some gas really quick And dude, the lady in front of me pulls in the turn lane in the middle of this five-lane highway, gets out of her BMW. She's like 80. She can barely move and decides to just stand there next to the car in the middle of the turn lane. Walks to the other side of the car and decides to have a conversation with the passenger through the window. And dude, cars are missing her by like an inch doing 55 miles per hour. What? What? Why? I decided to go around so that I can turn into the gas station, and there sits 
naturally ambulances and and police cars because there's been another accident on 41 so that's all bound up i weave my way through this conglomeration of events (laughs) (laughs) fantastic phrase wow and you're on your game today bro i look down dude and realize i don't have my computer to record because i thought we were recording so i have to go to the house to get the computer so i run to my house which is on the way luckily and um my wife's laying down trying to take a little quick nap while her two-year-old is sleeping and wouldn't you know it that my key to get into my home is not on my key ring. <laughs> what the heck, dude? It was given to my wife's cousin a couple of days ago who took care of our little guy while we went on a trip. So I have no way to get in the house. And then uh, and then I decided to head, to head here and hop on this call with you guys, arriving not two or three minutes late, but instead 18 minutes late. In my tower of organization that I attempted to achieve in a day came crashing down and I decided to just go back to being Russ again. (laughs) I'm done with this. But what made me laugh, man, is like all these things happen. And of course, we all have days like this. But I even had to laugh because here we are coming to record an episode where we get to dive into, man, what does a, a framework for life and mission actually look like? Like, what does it look like to allow the things that you know to be good and true to be a filter for how you take next steps or how you step into opportunities to love and disciple people in and around you and to allow those instances and the things that happen, right, to shape the directions that you take versus, you know, the pre-planned actions that you oftentimes have in mind when you think of life and ministry. Hmm. And so I just kind of found myself laughing at all these things that were happening and going, isn't it ironic that I'm going to record about what's it look like to be able to allow the people and the places that you're in to be a filter for how you go about things where I'm kind of neck deep in the middle of a filter trying to figure out how to get gas, get a computer, get into my home and get, get to an office. Also known as, Russ and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. That's exactly what I titled it. <laughs> it is? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. So there you guys know. know, we did not talk about this ahead of time. And Russ got on just with a smile on his face, which normally that story, it didn't have two of the elements that were in it. Russ would be very irritated. But because I think it was like all eleven of those things that he just <laughs> all you can just like at that point you just laugh you're just like okay this is just I need to start yeah I need to smile. I give up I'm you just gonna have to this up I'm just gonna have to walk in what's in front of me <laughs> that's my only option I love that that's great so yeah so that's the name of the that's the name of the podcast and. A conversation on life in three spaces is where we're headed. And on the front end of this conversation on what we call life in three spaces, um, just want to say a couple of just introductory things about it. We call, we call this um, a fluid framework for gathering and scattering. And I think it's really important uh, from our perspective to let anybody who's listening know that this isn't like a program 
or some system that you need to execute. We call it like a fluid framework on purpose because it looks at the life of Jesus and tries to imagine what would it look like to live like him, love like him, walk like him with the people that are in and around you and to create um, spaces and conversations and um, to live in, in moments conducive to those who you're reaching out to. So that's pretty important on the front end because not a lot of um, missional conversation or even um, church planting conversation, discipleship, even just like church conversation in, in general really allows for um, like, like fluidity and contextualization. I kind of even feel gross saying that word. It's so big, but I think what we're saying there is like, you know, mm. just conducive, right. To, to meet people where they are, so to speak. Cause what we usually do is we start with ourselves, right? When we yeah. say, okay, as like the church, what are we going to do? Well, let's start with ourselves. We rarely start with our neighbors. And the big example of this is just like your typical you know, Sunday morning, you know, church. If you want to connect with, right, a church family, and if you want to connect in and around a conversation about like God, right, his heart and his son and the scriptures, what do you got to do? You got to go to a specific building on what a Sunday morning, because we can't even imagine, right, gathering on a day other than Sunday. Has to <laughs> be not possible. Unless you're one of the road Sunday. types. Doing them Saturday night deals. Yeah. I mean, if you're like really cool, right? Pretty sure God um, only created Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. That's really the only times that he created. Those are the holy days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. So Sunday morning um, at, uh, you know, 9 and 1045. <laughs> and so think about that, right? It's like, here we are. We're, we're just, we're fixed. We're fixed in this one geographical location with these two service times, maybe even three, if you're really, really big. And if you want to come and be a part of this community and this conversation, you got to get dressed, leave your house and come here. It's not very, it's not very flexible. It's kind of, it's, it's fixed and it's only really conducive for, for a few, especially not those who are, are interested. And from there, if we want to get like a little bit deeper into our lives, right? We try to create like maybe like small groups or missional communities or, you know, kind of like little like micro communities that try to, you know, meet each other where we are, share meals together and, and those kinds of things. Um, <clears throat> and those are conducive for a few, right? Those are helpful for a few, but still like, your neighbors aren't really going to be interested in that just because they're not interested in church gatherings of, of any kind. And so you're kind of really left with like a version of this that really is just suited for those who believe and who are interested. You're not really meeting your neighbors. You're not really including anybody new in these conversations because maybe a, they work on Sunday mornings or B maybe they don't work on Sunday mornings. They're just not going to drive to a place Right, yeah. That's like totally outside of just their interests and outside of their, their rhythm and their norm to come hear somebody that they don't know, talk about something that they're not interested in. Yeah. So you're left perpetuating this idea of community, of community and, and conversation about God that really just alienates and excludes 
people right off the bat. I think the, for us, there's always like honing in on just some of these bare bone facts that you're bringing up, just where people are at. And again, the things that you mentioned, like interest, learning style, right? Connection, community, rhythm of life. I think we, we just, for some reason, we, we just constantly come at it from this filter that's sort of been handed down through the years, which we kind of got into a little bit within our Reclaim 6, right? Church's family conversation of just the whole Constantine influence. You know, out of this comes, you know, the Catholic church structures, et cetera. And somehow we just kind of grabbed on to these things like, man, this is it. This is, this is what it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to operate. This is what we do as a church and people need to get here. Yeah. And so you're constantly, your posture towards your friends who don't, who aren't a part of that rhythm is um, you're, con- you're just inviting, come yeah. to this thing. Mm-hmm. So instead of joining them in the spaces and places and conversations where they are, right? You constantly have this posture of, oh yeah, because I can't possibly imagine joining my friends, right? And just being someone who is a friend who listens, who practices presence, who, you know what I'm saying? Like listens for, you know, their story and, and maybe tries to share some good news um, about who God is and and what he's done in in Christ in the, in the spaces, places, and conversations that are comfortable for them. We have to constantly invite them into the thing that we kind of already have going on. And so you see why the, you see why the disinterest, you know, it just exists and is perpetuated. And I think that's also, there's a difference between a friend and a project, right? Like you're, you're talking about your friends and, but if you're friends with somebody, you likely already share some spaces with them. But if you're only inviting someone into your space and your spaces are hundred percent different from someone else's space, that's difficult to call them a friend. Sounds a lot more like a project to me. Mm. That's a good point, man. That's a, that's a killer point, Ryan. You know, Ryan, every now and then, every now and then, they say in the forest, the blind squirrel finds a nut. Yep. Thought that phrase about myself yesterday, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I was more referring to what I was saying earlier. Oh. (laughs) But what you said, man, was was pretty golden. So continuing this conversation, we seem to have, we're really lacking an imagination. We have a a model, like you said, Russ, that's been kind of handed down to us. And we really have a hard time thinking outside of that. And even when we come up with something different, it's very programmatic. And it still starts with us. Like yeah. in my experience with a lot of like missional community conversation, and I'm not saying this is across the board. They try to imagine life outside of like the four walls of a church building outside of a Sunday. But what usually happens is those who are already in a missional community right? Or something, uh, uh, just a community that wants to connect with their neighbors, they still start with themselves and it still has at the heart of it, this idea of like invitation. Or they just move the thing that they normally would do, the conversation that's for them and the day and time, right? That's, that's helpful for them. They just move it into like the local coffee shop or the local brewery, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, well, we're doing it out in the, we're doing this thing that's for us out in the community. And somehow this is, you know, supposed to be like reaching our neighbors as you sit at this table all by yourself talking about the same stuff you've been talking about for four years with the same four people. You got this name tag on your shirt. (laughs) You're talking to Larry as you're serving some meal. Meal gets over. Okay, Larry, I'll uh, see you next month. 
third Thursday. Yeah, and I think while well, well, like that is funny. Um, well, it's funny because I've, I've been there. I've done. <laughs> well, it's it's funny, but I think there's some really like well-intentioned people mm-hmm. that are just kind of like you know just living out what's been kind of handed to them or the different sure. you know wave of you know idea or you know whatever. Um, and so talking about what what exists and what is and transitioning into um what we're calling life in three spaces a fluid framework for for gathering as a body for expressing that reclaim six just being being a family together and also for for scattering just being the body of christ monday to sunday um in every every everyday people everyday spaces everyday conversations and every person um <clears throat> how would we contrast right with that approach like what's a little bit the the way we talk about it what's what's different yeah i think uh for one i think what you brought up is we don't want to we don't want to look at the life of jesus right and set up this like structure in and around these things and go well then this is what he said how he dressed right how he went about things two thousand years ago this is what he turned this right into a law that we need to somehow walk in today but i do think there is something that we can call just timeless principles and practices that go along with with how we can go about loving the people in and around us meeting them where they are connecting with them pressing in on good news passing the things on that we found and just in a sense, like helping them walk with Jesus. And I think starting, you know, starting with that place, I think second, something to make it unique is, as you brought up is just allowing your context to be the filter for how you go about this. Let's not start with us. Let's not start with the things that we're into. Let's not start with all that we think the church is supposed to do. Let's instead pull back and go, man, how do we meet people where they are and begin to form community in and among them Mm -hmm. the same way that Jesus went about this. Mm -hmm. And so I think that definitely makes it different. And then the third thing I think that makes it different is we're not looking at this thing through the lens of, hey, come to our thing that we did, first base. Hopefully we can get connected with each other in relationships and these like smaller, right, home group, second space ideas. And then in this, maybe you'll learn enough to go actually love and walk with people the way Jesus did in the third space everyday, right, rhythms of your life. But instead we just sort of flip that, just flip it completely. And say, like Jesus, uh, let's actually begin with going to people. Let, let other people, the, the daily norms and networks that we have, let those be the first space where we begin. And then in that, let's find people that are open and begin to connect with them around the, know, around the good this, news of Jesus, man. This sounds that, a little too, like, it just makes too much sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, I think we laughed about this before one time on the podcast, but it's really rare when something is biblical, um, effective, <laughs> uh, simple, you know, like it's, it, seems, it seems like some of these markers that we're after. Needed. Yeah, and needed. Like it's like they rarely all come together. Where in this case, I feel like we can point to something that's we see in the scriptures. I think it's something that's... Ex- you know, just increasingly needed right now in a day where most people are uninterested in the things of God and in his church, oftentimes because of what they've been handed. And right. Of course, our heart is to reclaim these ancient yeah. ways and begin to offer them into a, a, just a, here's what God seems to really be like according to what he has said and done. Yeah. So I think all of us have examples of, um, you know, things, 
or and, and just people in relationships to where we've experienced how unconducive, if that's even inconducive, unconducive. Like, um, I know, I know, Russ, you you have some you have some people, but one of the relationships that's currently kind of like emerging for me is um, my neighbor, my neighbor Scott. And heading into the warmer months here in Chicagoland, like the landscaping business, dude, he works seven days a week. He only is allowed two Sundays off, um, basically in like a four month period. And he's just like, he's working constantly, nonstop. And yet he was on my patio on Friday night, just really opening up about some things and we're connecting and, and stuff like that. He was sharing some stuff and kind of like really, you know, trusting me with, you know, some various things going on in his life. And, and we were just, we were just chopping it up, man, you know, talking about different failures and, you know, different struggles and, and stuff like that. And he's really interested to kind of like come around this conversation. If my imagination of how to connect this dude to God and to community was only Sunday morning, I wouldn't be able to, right. He wouldn't be able to participate in that till September. Yeah. Think about that. Think about that. Like, yeah, I'm really sorry you're going through that, but I'm really busy with some church activity right now. Maybe when you get freed up, you can come jump into some of the stuff that we do. Right? I mean, when you put it like that, when you in actually September. jump in with people, like when you yeah. actually have relationships, because I think a lot of times these formulas and these ideas and these approaches, they sound really, really great when they start with you. But when you actually jump in with people, you come to find out that a lot of these old, you know, this old training or these old ideas or these old circles and spaces and arrows and shapes, they really kind of like, they, they don't work in real life. Yeah. They're sort of devoid of like where people are really at. And so I think what you've done, Tony, is something we want to encourage anyone listening to this podcast. that's just interested in the things of Jesus and walking with him. Um, little side note, just something we always want to bring up is a lot of the, just the, 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 the stretching, in our own lives, right? The growth, the transformation seems to happen in us, right? As much and sometimes even more in the people that we're reaching out to. And I think that's just joy of just stepping into the, the life of Jesus, participating with the, what it is that God is doing in and around you. And so just know that if you're a follower of him, that you've been invited into this. And it's as simple as starting with what Tony just said. It's, it's taking a look at, at your context, at the first spaces that are in and around you. Take a look at the the networks that you run in, common interest, common need, things like that, that you find yourself uh, participating in that allows you to connect with other people that share those interests or share that need. And of course, just your like daily norms, the school you go to, right? The place of work, your neighborhood, mm -hmm. um, the gym, right? The coffee shop you go to every morning on your way to work, things like this. I think we all can point to just norms and networks that we have. And I think for us, again, we sort of throw all that into this like first space conversation in a sense. And I think we can begin to just pray for the people that are in and around us and pray for opportunities to just build relationships, to meet people where they are, to love them where they are, and to just literally practice what Tony, you just described, which was in some of our recent podcast on just the life of discipling others. Number one, right? Just being present. Number two, listening. I think we all have an opportunity to be present with people around us. We all have an opportunity to listen to the stories of those that are in and around us. It doesn't need to be complicated. We definitely don't need to be coming into those circles and going, hey, uh, sorry you feel that way. You need to come to this thing. Oh, my pastor's in a, a sermon series on that. <laughs> yeah. You need, you should, I'll, I'll shoot you the link. Or, bro, I can just talk to you about it. <laughs> 
because I know you. And you say you know this Jesus who, oddly enough, I have an interest in right now. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested in Jesus, and I know and trust you. Makes sense that I might just take a minute to listen to you, right? To, to press into this conversation, like, right where we're at, right now. Makes not, sense. Not down the road, listen. not this coming Sunday, not in September. And anybody listening to this knows, or if you've been following us on this podcast knows that we're, you know, we're all for the church coming together, teaching all these other things. Love that. There's just, there's a real disservice to people when we start to grab onto some of these things that we do in the name of church that we are free to do, but definitely are not prescribed in the scriptures. Like you don't see sermon series in a public building on Sundays at 10 a.m. with a large crowd in the New Testament. It, it just, it doesn't exist there. But you do see lots of people's, it seems to be having conversations with the people that are right in front of them in the first spaces where they're already at. And, and I think that's what we're just trying to grab onto is how do we just step into that, the simplicity yeah. of that. Yeah. And so biblically, if you're sitting there and you're, you know, a neat Nick and you're like, well, I wonder where you're getting this from the scraps guys. Maybe you could ask that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Said, dude. yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's all, all the people, all the people that, you know, <laughs> They don't, they don't like me or what I say. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. And if you're sitting there, you know, wondering, well, just exactly where are we, you know, pulling this, you know, from the scriptures. One is we just look at the life of Jesus. Um, He had a ministry of walking around. He didn't set up shop at local temple every single week with services at, you know, (laughs) nine and 1045. Um, Hey, you guys aren't using the building on Sunday, are you? (laughs) Sending his disciples out, you know, from town to town to spread the good news of this new cool temple service that's starting um, on Saturday evenings. Invite cards Uh, in hand. And I'm being, you know, I'm being sarcastic. But I think um, while also looking at the life of Jesus, look at the mission he gave us in Matthew 28. Um, He said in his, right, in his risenness and in his authority, Uh, He said, therefore, uh, go, Uh, go um, disciple people of, of all nations and the going um, there, as we've talked about before, maybe on this podcast, but maybe we haven't had time to dive into it too much. The go there, um, there's two verbs in the passage, go and disciple. One's like a real hard line verb, which is disciple. That one's a little bit more of a passive verb, which is the go. And it's actually better translated like as you're going. And Jesus is actually helping us with like this idea of, of discipling and loving people in the everyday, kind of like how he modeled. Like as he was going, he ran into Zacchaeus and ended up at his house. As he was going, he met Matthew and ended up at a party at his house. As he was going, he had a conversation with the woman at the well. As he was going, you know, he met all the disciples. Um, the, he has a life of walking around as he's kind of going, instead of setting up, you know, a permanent shop and like inviting all to come to that space. And so that's where, how we're imagining that first space. It's as you're going, what are your norms? What are your networks? Where do you normally find yourself on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at 9am evenings, right? This is just like the regular norms of your life. Imagine what would it be like to just slow down, man, and just be a friend on your block be a friend, you know, someone who cares and someone who loves in your workspace. 
at your local coffee shop at the gym? I think like too, there's a lot of people I, I've found myself in this boat before where if you're in the church, you can come to this realization that you don't have a lot of those first spaces because you spend all your time doing stuff with or in or among the church. Yeah, right. Sure. That was so, my story. Yeah. I've, I've been there. And so what you're talking about, Tony is, you know, this, as you go, as you're living your normal life, uh, I think a big part of the issue is that the church in a lot of regards has forgot how to be human, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, we're, we're like, Sadly, that's a great way to put it, man. You know, we, we have this framework for these life in, in three spaces, and it's awesome. But it, at the same time, it kind of sucks that we have to spell it out because all we're really doing is trying to remind people how to be normal freaking people, yeah. you know, and just have habits and hobbies and actually love the people that are around you. Yep. I agree, man. Just, be, just, just getting back to being normal, being, uh, being a good neighbor being a good friend. I think we forget that the scriptures talk about, number one, Jesus is the word that becomes flesh and dwells among us, right? Like God with a heart for us comes and lives among us so that we might know about who he is and what he's like Mm. and even enter into a relationship with him. And of course, as people who believe in him, you've now entered into that story. You've, You've entered into that dance and you get to walk with him in these things as you extend them to the people that are in and around you. And I think it's okay, and, it's, and it would be a good thing for us to be referred to the same way Jesus was, as a friend of sinners. Hmm. Now, of course, the difference between him and us is he was not, right? He, he, he wasn't a sinner. <laughs> or in our case, we would be a sinner who's a friend of sinners. Because hmm. um, we're broken people, right? Equally broken with the people that are in and around us. And we're just seeking to love them where they're at. But this sort of all leads, I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot of emphasis that we just put in this podcast on the first space. The space of just going to the people in and around you in the everyday And that we don't really need to spell out a lot for the second space. It's actually quite simple. Mm. The second space is really just about connecting further with the people that are open to you. As you begin to just meet people and build relationships and love on those that are in and around you and and just be present and listen and share, right? Your, your story in light of theirs, you'll find people that are open to the conversation of God, people that are open to a deeper relationship, right? With you because you've developed trust. And I think it's in, it's in those things that we can, we can begin to, again, not do our thing that we invite them to, yeah. but instead look at them as the filter. Look at them as the person that we're seeking to love and walk with and allow them and their friends to be the filter for what second spaces could look like. Yeah. Second spaces are, are really just anything that you would create or even anything, most importantly, that you could be invited into yeah. where you're connecting further with people that are open to talk more about the things of God, to talk more about your story, their story. Um, There's I mean, just friendships that are growing. Yeah. It's, it's dinner. It's one-on-one for drinks. It's coffee. It's, a, you know what I mean? It's going to the store together. It's working on a project in the yard together. It's, it's break time at work together. I mean, that's where I was discipled, you know, to Jesus was literally around a break room table on a freight dock uh, in the going and then in the, just getting together in that space. It's, it's the party that you throw or the one you get invited into. Yeah. And so just allow it to be that. Don't make it any more complicated than that. Allow it to be simple and reproducible. Second spaces are just connecting further with people that are open. They're the filter. And uh, you can get as creative as you want. And amen for it. No, that's really great, Russ. And I think just wrapping up here, 
one of the ways you can summarize this, if you're looking to just begin stepping into this and moving away from, you know, a program or something to execute among your neighbors to actually just being friends with your neighbors, a question we always ask is, who do you love? Like, who do you really have a heart for? Because if you've been in the church for any length of time, you'll know that the church is really good, like your local church, because they feel an obligation to help you, right? Do this, go and make disciples thing. They will determine for you who you ought to love. Yeah. So they'll pick a thing on a Saturday where you're going to go sign up in the commons and go hand out backpacks and school supplies, or, you know, we're going to go, you know, cook food at this local park and we're going to like serve food and, and love on people. And you sign up for that and you go do it, right? They pick for you who you should love. Or if a church is in a town surrounded by other towns, and even though you live two towns over, this church is like, we love this town. But you're like, oh, but I live two towns over it. All my friendships are over here yet. This is my church family. And there's always like a, you know, a little bit of a, a disconnect. Who do you love? Who do you have a heart for? Who do you think about? You know, who do you love spending time with? And yeah. people are, are, they're not used to being asked that question because they haven't thought about that because they just wait for the next sign up thing to come out in the commons or get announced from a stage. And then they, they sign up, you know, for it. Yep. And they think they're kind of like on mission and, and doing it. They don't really think about their actual lives, the actual people that they rub shoulders with every single day. And what would it look like to just be a good friend and a follower of Jesus in those spaces? Yeah. You are the temple, right? You are the one in whom God dwells. The priesthood of the believer. God has a relationship with you moving in your life. Who you love would be evidence of him and his work. Just press in on it. Step into what he's doing. This has definitely been a good conversation. I think there's some pretty good, you know, practical insights here. And we'll pick up on our next podcast as to what's next in light of this. Until then, grace and peace. <laughs>